This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got David from Bar Bend on the line. Hey, David, how are you? I'm doing well. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. Uh, at the time of this recording, we have just started a new year and a new decade, depending on who you talk to. Some people say, no, 2021 would be the start of the new decade. Other people say 20. I, I, they can argue all they want. I, I look at it. It's, it's the start of a new year. And the work that you do with Bar Ben is definitely on the, on the health and wellness side of things. And we see a ton of people at the beginning of the year try to change everything about them. And they expect to see results uh, within, I don't know, the first four days. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not how it works. So uh, first of all, you know, tell us you know, why you launched uh, the organization, uh, what drove you to be a business owner, and, and some of the things you've been experiencing with the role. Certainly. Well, Barbend was built out of a frustration, as many businesses are, because I've been a fan of strength sports for a long time. Uh, I've been an amateur competitor in strength sports, particularly weightlifting. Um, it's something that I wrote a lot about in my previous life as a, as a, a professional journalist and then as a freelance journalist and editor. And I was very passionate about the fitness space and Barbend uh, was the site that I always wanted to see. So my business partners and I decided to create a true resource for strength sports, weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, strongman, et cetera. And that's why Barbend came about because we didn't have that central resource where we, where we could get news, analysis, opinion, tips, multimedia uh, in strength sports all in one convenient place. So that's why we built Barbend and have grown the brand in some interesting directions from there that was in uh, early first half of 2016, so we've been around for about about three and a half years, going on four years, and I, I, it's interesting you bring up resolutions because it's something we hear uh, quite a bit about um, at Barbend every year. Every January it rolls around, and we see a really big spike in the number of folks who might want to be hitting the gym for the first time. You know, we read about strength sports and strength training, so particularly people who maybe have a fitness background but have never done strength training in a dedicated capacity before. And, you know, new year, new me, it's a cliche, it gets a little bit played out, but, you know, it is an opportunity for folks to explore something new in fitness. And I think that resolutions can be a little taxing and they can get a little tiring if it feels like something that we you know, have to stick with or if we try something new in fitness that we don't necessarily like. I like to think of the new year or new decade, <laughs> if you will, as an opportunity to try new things because we're going to try a lot of things in health and wellness throughout our lives that we don't like. But along the way, we're going to find some things that we really do like. And I think being open to identifying what's not really working for us and what doesn't really get us jazzed or passionate and what does is really important. So I tend to encourage people not necessarily to set year-long um, resolutions, but to use it as an opportunity to try new things, try new things in health and fitness and wellness, and maybe identify something that really gets them excited uh, about a fitness journey and then double down on that. Yeah, I've visited your site uh, several times and was blown away. And, and thank you for that uh, background story of wanting to find a site that you wanted to look at because it definitely shows that because it's robust. It's got all kinds of stuff on there that are, you know, everything ties in with each other. 
but you know the resources, the nutrition, uh, the strength training, and, and, and I, knowing you know, and you mentioned you know, the New Year's resolution stuff too. You know, in the building that I'm in, I'm I'm fortunate that there's a gymnasium in my condo. So uh, my excuse is, can I make it to that floor? You know, it's it's not a case of oh, I got to jump in the car and drive across town, find parking. You know, remember my gym bag. It's literally leave bedroom, get on elevator, and and go. And you name it. You know, the beginning of January, you're in the gym, you're looking around, going, who are all these people? I don't recognize anybody in here. And by February, you tend to see the regulars, and those are the ones that have, like you said, found that routine that they enjoy. And I think that's a key, key point for people to focus on is, is to find something that you enjoy doing. You know, for me, you know, there's, you know, a little bit of strength, more, you know, more of the cardio and, and, and things like that, because for me, I, I find it helps with energy, with stress reduction. You know, of course I talk about burnout and it's one of those components that I find common with a lot of people is, you know, they're not, you know, getting the right exercise in their life to help combat, you know, the daily stressors that we face. Even if you've got the ideal world, you're still going to be facing stress. You know, you had, you know, alluded to, you know, earlier on about uh, in the pre-show about, you know, moving into a new apartment in, in the New York area. And, you know, that's stressful and you got to find it. You got to meet with the realtor or the landlord, sign off things, all these, you know, nuances and stuff. And it takes time. And if you're, in good physical shape, your body can help fight, you know, the stressors that build up and the anxiety and everything else. So I'm sure you see that in with the people that you work with and talk with. A hundred percent. The mind body connection, it's all one and the same, right? The the brain is very physical. And so uh, if you're working to improve your, your mental fitness and your mental capacity, and you're ignoring the other components of your physicality, well, you're going to run up against the roadblocks there. So, Certainly, I think seeing uh, oneself as, a, as an interconnected kind of ecosystem of brain and body, uh, it's an important perspective. And I do like what you, a lot of what you said there because finding what works for you in fitness is very important. There are a lot of different very valid fitness journeys, and there are a lot of different ways to reach those. Uh, fitness goals and to progress along those fitness journeys. What works for me might be different than what works for you. I might have different goals than you. A big purpose of Barman is to showcase that, look, there are a lot of different definitions of strength. There are a lot of different ways to strength train. There are a lot of different ways to make it a part of your physical routine. Some people have goals to compete. Some people just want to get stronger. Some people are working out casually and they just like to be fans of these sports. That's all well and good. That's all completely valid. So, um, you know, we're, we're definitely not not ones at Barbed to say, oh, there's only one way to reach uh, this one particular goal. I mean, there's a lot of variability for everyone, and, and finding what gets you motivated and excited to incorporate more movement into uh, kind of your weekly routine. Hey, that's that's music to our ears. So, um, definitely something I encourage people to have perspective on. Um, you're, you don't have to necessarily have to be aiming to be that world-class athlete. Find what you really enjoy. Find a type of exercise that you really enjoy. And I think people think that, oh, the only effective exercise is exercise that makes you miserable. That's not necessarily uh, the case. So I am glad you brought that point up. 
I find with people, you know, especially the people I see in the gym, you know, I know they, they tend to gravitate to different things. You know, for me, you know, I, I, I aim to try to hit you know, all the machines in a rotation type of situation, you know, during my week, because uh, again, it's, you know, it's allowing your muscles to, to build and learn new things, you know, like swimming, for example, you know, you, you don't realize if you, if you don't tend to swim very often, all of a sudden you start swimming a lot, you start discovering muscles that you didn't know you had. And that's the same thing with other, other types of, of movement is, you know, doing some things differently, you'll notice, wait a minute, this is a sensation or, you know, something that I haven't felt before. And I'm, I'm getting stronger in certain areas than, than I was before. And from a, a professional athlete or someone that's competing, you know, they're, they're constantly looking for that extra edge, whether to be better on the field or the court or the ice or to extend their career. Uh, because as you know, our bodies, you know, they, they do break down. Um, you can take the best care of them possible, but over time, just because like anything, you, if you use something a lot, eventually it's going to you know, start, you know, breaking down a little bit. So, you know, what are some you know, techniques that you do in, 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 in talking with people to help them make sure that they're doing things the right way and, and focus on uh, making sure that they don't cause more harm than good, you know, especially when they're starting off with a new uh, strength training regime? Yeah, what I would say is, I mean, the first thing we always say, and, and this sounds, again, a little cliche, but it is important, um, you know, it's always good to find a qualified uh, coach or trainer, um, especially if you are getting into uh, complex strength training movements, having eyes on you and someone who gets to know you personally and how your body responds to different um stimuli is, is there's no there's no um there's no replacement for that there's no website or article series or video series that's ever going to be as good as that in my opinion so that's kind of thing number one thing number two is prioritize recovery more is not necessarily better especially when you're when it comes to strength training like you, you gain strength not while you're working out but during the recovery process during uh, through your nutrition through your sleep you your muscles are getting stronger your nervous system is often adapting and recovering in between workouts, not during the workouts. So it's not necessarily about how much time you spend in the gym, but oftentimes the quality of recovery immediately after it. One thing I do like to encourage people to keep in mind is if you are uh, looking to get stronger, especially increase strength and power output, that is a goal of yours, um, even before you, you go at that full speed ahead, look at your sleep schedule and your sleep habits. Uh, we produce as humans, most of our human growth hormone naturally occurs and is produced during um, different phases of sleep. So if your sleep is under-optimized and if you're not resting well, you're going to be very under-optimized to make gains uh, based on your workouts. And it could be any physical goal. Um, better sleep, better quality sleep is going to be very important if your goal is to lose weight, if your goal is to gain weight, if your goal is to build muscle, um, if your goal is to go through body recomposition. Um, it, it really all comes down to how are you recovering from the work you're putting in in the gym or outdoors or you know wherever wherever it be that you are working out. So um, when you start a new workout routine, you have to include recovery in that plan as opposed to just saying, okay, here are the lifts I want to go do. Here's how many times a week I want to go do them. If you are not prioritizing your recovery, especially in the 24 hours immediately after that exercise then you're really doing yourself a disservice. So one of the most important things I think people can do 
is to hone in and develop better sleep habits and better sleep hygiene even before or while they're undergoing um, or trying out a new workout regimen. That's like the most underrated thing, and sleep is the most underrated tool for uh, any sort of physical and mental performance there is. Completely agree on that, and you're writing a post for one of the sleep organizations. Uh, I'm waiting to finalize all that stuff, but I, I completely agree, and it's sleep is crucial, and with with stress and you know, healing if you're under the weather you're you know, ill with you know the flu cold or recovering from surgery or, or whatever the case may be your body does its repair work while it's sleeping and when it does that and if you're getting a decent night's sleep um, with the right conditions for you because some people sleep better if it's warmer in the room some people if it's cold uh, some people need it to be pitch black in the room. Other people, you know, want a nightlight. You know, whatever it takes to help you get that ideal you know, amount of sleep that your body needs is is crucial. And it's it's independent to you. Uh, there's so many people out there that you know, that will say that they can operate, you know, on five hours of sleep. Great if you can operate perfectly and your body is in a, a optimum state and that's all you need to be able to do what you need to do, then uh, who am I to judge? But for most of us, it needs to be quality sleep and consistent. And, and I find too, with, you know, a lot of people that I work with that are stressed out or burned out, you know, I ask them, you know, what's your sleep patterns like? Is it consistent? Are you getting a consistent amount of sleep? If you're tossing and turning because you're stressed and you're constantly thinking about things, Again, that's that's robbing your body of the ability to heal itself from the damage that we do every day. And if you're exercising and working out, your body is not going to recover from it and you're not going to see the gains uh, or the improvements that you're expecting because you haven't given your body the opportunity to do it. 100% agree completely. You know, it's like, it's like, and I think it could be, you know, we've always had this issue, but I think even more so recently, Society is so used to getting access to everything so quickly, you know, instantly, you know, whether it's, you know, researching something online or you know, improperly going to the fast food and, and ordering something and getting the food, you know, within a couple of minutes. And, and we're, we've accustomed to getting everything next to immediately, if not immediately on some things. And that's why I think sometimes with strength training and, you know, implementing a new exercise routine in your life, you're expecting to see these results instantly because your brain has been programmed that everything happens instantly. And that's not how our bodies were designed to work. And that's unfortunately how our lives weren't really designed to work in the first place. But with technology and access to anything and everything, we've, uh, we've tend to overload our schedules and, and our times. And, and then it, uh, it, it takes a toll on us both physically and mentally as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for someone that was thinking about getting into, and I know we've kind of alluded to this before you know, about hiring, you know, a qualified trainer to guide you. Uh, what are some of the reasons that people come to you and, or reach out to you on your site or, or talk to you in general about, you know, why they want to, um, you know, start looking at a strength based routine uh, when it comes to their exercise? Well, we as humans um, can really benefit in a lot of ways from strength training. There are physical benefits, there are mental benefits, there are self-confidence benefits. Strength training is, I firmly believe, is good. Now, 
there are <laughs> anything taken to its extreme um, can be difficult for some people and may not be beneficial for everyone. Um, you know, becoming working to become an elite level power lifter isn't necessarily going to be the healthiest decision for everyone. I think that you know having a balanced uh, strength training and fitness and movement regimen is, is ideal for for many people. But strength training and resistance training, it's very good for you, especially as we age, it helps improve bone density, muscle mass, which can be more difficult to maintain and build as we get older. There are cardiovascular benefits. Being stronger is uh, just generally healthier than not resistance training. And there's so much research to back that up. And there's so many benefits. And uh, the physical benefits, I think a lot of us understand. Um, there are aesthetic benefits, there are longevity benefits. Being stronger, being resistance trained as opposed to being untrained, it's just easier to kind of go about your daily life, to go upstairs. It makes you more resistant to injury from a fall or a trip or something like that. Um, it, it, it can help improve mobility when done correctly. But I think one thing that I really like to focus on when I encourage people to get into some form of strength training, again, it doesn't have to be anything extreme, is there is this mental benefit. There is this self-confidence confidence benefit, being able being stronger than you used to be, being able to do things that you were once physically unable to do, it's really cool and it's a really, really nice self-confidence boost. Strength training is something that's very measurable. I am able to understand, here's what I'm capable of now, here is what I'm capable, here's what I was capable of, and I'm able to track that improvement over time. It's a, it's a trip the first time you do it, the first time you say, you know, it doesn't even necessarily need to be a maximal lift, right? For some people, going to an absolute maximum or absolute failure on a lift is not the best decision for them. So it can be measured as in a simpler way. Uh, for example, oh, I did four reps at this weight in this movement, and I did that, and it felt much easier than the first time I attempted that weight for four reps for that movement. It could be even by measured by perceived exertion. Um, and that's a, it, it has just a fantastic mental benefits because you see this improvement in yourself and in your physical well-being that has immense carryover into your mental state, your, your self-confidence, how you carry yourself in social interactions, you name it. So the physical benefits, I think we all, we all get that, right? A lot of people have heard from their doctors, hey, you should incorporate strength training or resistance training. But it's that mental component that I think is really underrated uh, and something that I really like to emphasize when folks uh, can be friends, can be readers first, reach out and say, hey, we're in, I'm interested in strength training, I'm not really sure where to start, not really sure it's right for me. Hey, it's right for everybody's brain. No, it's, it's so crucial. And that's an impeccable advice for people is, and again, it highlights the, in time, you're going to notice something uh, and it won't be in the next day, may not be in the next week, but you know, even, you know, within a couple of weeks, you'll, you'll notice some things and you, you just have to give it time. And, you know, my own, you know, health journey, you know, I lost you know, a considerable amount of weight last year after trying for a very long time. And I finally found something that worked for me, found the right nutrition coach, found, you know, the right people to, to guide me on things. And, you know, I look at pictures of myself from, you know, a few years ago and I go, wow, wow. Okay. Now I see why people, because when you look in the mirror, you, you look and you go, okay, yeah, I, I'm noticing a difference, but you know, it, it, it didn't seem like completely you know, dramatic, but then everybody says, wow, you, you've lost a lot of weight. And then I look at pictures uh, of me and I go, and I look at the mirror and go, hmm, 
same guy, I guess. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. And it, 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 but it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Um, and of course it, it just makes it easier for, for you to, you know, to feel better and be more alert and enjoy more of life and, and even taste foods. You know, that's one of the things I find too, a lot of times with people that are stressed is, you know, they're eating because they need to eat, but they don't even really taste their food because there's so many things going on. And when you take better care of yourself and get healthier and, and, and build up, you know, muscles and strength and, and things like that life, I don't know. It's, it, it's, you start seeing more colors in life. You know, the spectrum gets better. It's, it's, it's an amazing sensation because it you know, goes back to what you said earlier. It's like our minds and our bodies are all connected and it, it makes such a huge, huge impact on all of us. Mm, yeah, I would, I would agree with that entirely. And I think it, it certainly gives you um, a better appreciation for your own physicality. And again, it doesn't have to be anything completely major. You don't have to be necessarily trained to break a world record, but um, having a better sense of your own physicality and a better connection with, with your body is something that I think can improve quality of life for just about everyone across the board. Yeah. And, and I've seen with people too that... I know somebody um, met them a few years ago, you know, they showed the pictures of, you know, they were a really, really heavy individual, you know, several hundred pounds type of individual. And, and now you look at them and they are, you know, muscular, you know, not, not to the rock level, but getting close. And you look at the pictures like, and I asked them, I said, was that your, was that your motivation? Did you want to get into that level of shape? And, and they said, no, I, I, they wanted to lose the weight first. But as they started, you know, building up and doing strength and, and muscle mass and things like that, they, they were so enthralled by how well they felt. They just wanted to continue doing it. So they looked at different techniques, different different nutrition, all, you know, the whole gambit of things. And, and now, you know, they're absolutely enjoying their life um, and, and they feel so much better. They're going to be healthier. You know, the, the likelihood of them, you know, getting diabetes or any other, you know, type of ailment like that is significantly reduced now because, you know, they're taking better care of themselves and, and the world gains somebody that's just making a huge impact uh, in people's lives. And, um, again, the side, the side effects may vary, but uh, I tell you what, you know, most of them are going to be positive. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I like how you bring up that that wasn't necessarily their, where they're at now wasn't necessarily their initial goal. Goals will change over time. I don't think I've ever met anyone whose physical goals have ever, have remained static over the course of their lifetime. And that's completely okay. And understanding that, um, is, is something that takes a level of maturity and can be difficult. And it, can, it can be a little bit, you start questioning yourself when you're like, oh, my goals have changed. Is something, something wrong with me? Well, not necessarily. Goals do change. Physical and fitness goals will change, just like goals will change in entrepreneurship or business, right? Um, there is a spectrum, and, and we as humans don't really remain static as we gain new perspective um, and as our lives progress. So that is something to keep in mind. It's completely okay if over time your goals may change physically just as your goals may change in other arenas of your life. That's great advice for everybody. So uh, loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work that you're doing? 
Well, thank you so much. Um, if you want to find out more about Barbend, the best way is to visit barbend.com. You can also find us on YouTube. We're at Barbend on Instagram, at Barbend News on Twitter and Facebook, and we have the Barbend Podcast, and you can find that wherever you get your fine podcasts, much like this one. And then me personally, I'm at David Thomas Tao on Instagram and at D underscore Tao, it's D underscore T-A-O on Twitter. Um, and you, you're, you'll also hear me on the Barbed Podcast. I host a, a bunch of episodes there. So always looking forward to uh, connecting with folks, whether it be in fitness or entrepreneurship. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the spiel. <laughs> awesome. And I'll definitely have all those links in the show notes. So David, thanks again for being on the show. Appreciate you and, and, and the work you're doing in, in helping and guiding people to really take care of themselves. And when they do it, 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 it benefits all of us because if people are healthy and happy, then the work that they do and their contribution to life uh, just has a huge ripple effect for us all. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.